0: Our scripture reading for today comes from the Gospel of Matthew. It's chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. It's the story of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Hear these words of scripture. As Jesus and the disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethpage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead, saying, Go into the village over there. As soon as you enter it, you'll see a donkey tied there with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you're doing, saying, the Lord needs them, and he will immediately let you take them. This took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, tell the people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. So the two disciples did as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt to Jesus, and they threw their garments over the colt, and he sat on it. Most of the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God for the Son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in highest heaven. The entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered. Who is this? They asked. And the crowds replied, it is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today we have the special opportunity to hear from Michael Jazak. Michael and his wife Elizabeth have been active members here at Brexel UMC for over 20 years. Michael is a husband, a father, a grandfather, and a talented artist. His day job is teaching art to high schoolers, and when he's not doing that, he's creating his own art in all sorts of mediums, from glass and wood and metal to acrylic paints. So today, he's going to share with us a painting that he did of Jesus' crucifixion. It's a painting he intends to display in a gallery, but first, before doing that, he wanted to share it with us, his church family. So thank you, Michael, for sharing your talents with us. Let us pray. Holy God, in this moment, we pray for Michael, and that we might be receptive to the words that you have given him. We ask that you speak to us through this ancient story, so that we might find what we are seeking in you. With gratitude and with open hearts, we pray. Amen.
1: Well, good morning. What a glorious day in the life of the church. I mean, couldn't you just feel the energy at the beginning with the procession? And I'm sure that when Jesus entered Jerusalem, he used that energy that he got for, to get through the rest of the week because it was a busy week. How wonderful it is to see you and those of you online to be with, you, with us here and have a chance on this day to share your passion in Jesus as I get to share mine, both in art and with a message. I want to thank Pastor Heidi for allowing me to share my work and give a brief chance to speak. I made a promise to myself that I would not public- publicly show or put on social media the painting of the crucifixion before my church family had a chance to see it. This Lenten season, this Lenten series, has been about seeking. Today is, where are you headed? In the stories we have recently heard during the last five Sundays, there are a lot of questions. Nicodemus comes to Jesus in the veil of night to ask him questions. When Jesus asks a Samaritan woman for a drink of water, she asks him questions, and then looks for the promise of living water. The disciples ask Jesus, what sin caused the blind man's blindness? I find that I ask questions all the time, especially when I make art. How can you seek if you do not have a question? The first five letters of the word question are Q-U-E-S-T, quest. A quest is usually a search for something important. There is nothing more important than our salvation. Quests always have a starting point. So, where are you starting? And more importantly, where are you headed? We know the story of Holy Week. Most of us have grown up with it and can tell the story without having to read it. We know it's going to happen because it's all hindsight. Jesus knew everything that was going to happen because it was foresight. If you knew where you were headed with absolute certainty, and you knew how terrible part of it was going to be, what would be your reaction? What would be the path that you would take? As an artist, I understand that it helps to know what the end result will be. I also know that at any moment, I can be influenced to slightly modify what I am doing to have a greater impact on the viewer. I used to think that I was not very good at prayer, I remember one time when I was young that I prayed so hard and so long for something that I was actually sweating. I knew what I wanted would have to be a miracle. In the end, I felt the answer was no. Well, truth be told, I knew the answer was no because I heard it. But I also knew that God was saying they had so much more for me. I have come to understand that when I am painting and writing about my faith, God keeps speaking to me. I had only to learn, okay, I wanted to use a two-word phrase where the first word starts with S and the last word is up. My wife bought me a plaque as a Christmas present years ago that reminds me constantly of the thought, in a much nicer way to say it, Be still and know. I am God. I believe that this painting could not have happened without God guiding my thoughts and hand. My conversation with God on this painting lasted around 700 hours over months and months. As an aside, I've been working on a painting of Adam and Eve in this same style for the last four months. Last weekend, as I was contemplating this message and this week, I thought about Adam and Eve's story of giving into temptation and how that led us to the passion of Christ. I closed my eyes for a moment and started to have an overwhelming feeling of love inside of me as if I had unlocked a door. I hope that sometime soon you will have a chance to see that painting. So before I talk about the crucifixion and what I painted, I think we need to look at where we are headed this week. Last week, after the service, Pastor Heidi reminded me of something that was so important that happened prior to the week. The raising of Lazarus made Jesus dangerous to the powers that be, and their belief their country could fail to continue under Roman rule. Today, during Palm Sunday, Jesus gets an impromptu parade into Jerusalem. It could have been a quiet entrance but that would not have gotten the attention of the Pharisees and high priests. Pontius Pilate also rode into Jerusalem and also had a parade. They would have been quite different. Pontius Pilate came into the city with pomp and circumstance, probably on a majestic horse, while Jesus came on a donkey. The crowd was probably much louder for the entrance of Jesus. If you can, I want you to think of the sound a crowd makes on baseball's opening day, and how loud and jubilant that can be. The problem was when Jesus was told to control his crowd, he doubled down on on the praise and said, if the crowd was quiet, the noise would still continue. I think that was an unequivocal no. This was the moment that they knew what they had to do. Jesus could not have power and authority and popularity If so, they would lose power, and the Romans would destroy the temple and the nation. So much happened on Thursday before the crucifixion. The Passover dinner with close friends who have been following Jesus and learning from him for years. Jesus humbling himself to wash the feet of his disciples. The new covenant that brings us all into communion with God. The passing of the torch from Jesus to his disciples to build his church. Praying in a Garden, where he would be betrayed, be betrayed by a kiss and arrested. As I have been working on the painting of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, I can't help but feel there's something important about Jesus praying in a garden. The Garden of Eden was the beginning of his end, and it was his beginning. The events of the week had to be what they were for Friday to happen. There has probably never been a week other than the week of creation that had so many important events happen. Even with the events that took place, the Sabbath was still held holy, from Friday just before dusk to Sunday morning when we find out the miracle of Easter. I have painted three crucifixions in my life. The first two were something that we often see, calmness at the moment of his death, other depictions that artists have been creating for centuries have Jesus before his death, showing where he was tortured and broken on the cross. I understand why so many artists have chosen the moment of calm as he passes his spirit. You have a chance on the screen to see a painting I completed 40 years ago. Dramatic, yes. Peaceful in the passing of his spirit back to God, completing the task that would allow human beings to become whole in God once again. For hundreds of hours, I spent contemplating a thought that I have struggled with my entire life. Why did God have to do this to his son to heal the damage that humans created in sin? Where is the connection with forgiveness of sin and mankind once again doing something monstrous in killing of God? While painting, I thought of the fact that I was painting the last moment of a mortal life. Into thy hands I commend my spirit. It was the spirit of God. It had to be an incredible release of energy. Jesus was the word of God. He was the light of the world. There was no way that his spirit would leave peacefully. I wanted to show that moment when the sky went dark and the curtain of the temple was torn in half. God's power and love and now forgiveness was now for everyone. I've said several times in previous sermons that I have really gotten to believe in the power of words. Near the end of this painting, I focused on words Jesus said just before he gave up his spirit. I'm sure I misinterpreted those for all of my life. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I always took that to mean he was asking for forgiveness for those who put him to death. That is not what he said. There were no constraints on his asking for forgiveness of sins. When I started to paint the crucifixion, I had no idea how long it would take. I had no no idea how many months of my life would be devoted to completing it. I don't believe in coincidence anymore, only miracles. After working on this for months without an idea of when it would be completed, I finished it on Good Friday last year around 3.30 p.m. And after looking at it for over an hour, I added a few last brush strokes and it was finished. I can say that when I started, I did have one idea of where I was headed. I had a two foot by four foot canvas and I knew I wanted to paint a crucifixion. I have a good friend that graciously agreed to be my model. I took around 50 photos that day and was drawn to one in particular. It was not what I thought I wanted until I cropped it to fit the rectangle. All at once I saw the power of Jesus' death. I knew exactly what I was going to paint and why. It would be like nothing I had ever seen, a new point of view. I also knew that there was nothing about what I was feeling and thinking that was of my doing. I have learned to be still and know. I know as an artist I need to know where I'm headed. I know that I listen to God to tell me where I need to go. This is an incredible week to grow in faith. So where are you headed? Let God show you the way, even if it's difficult. Amen.
0: There are many times in my life (laughs) when I've asked God, where am I going? What is happening? and not knowing where I was going to end up, but trusting that in that, God was. God was with me. God was answering me, even when I couldn't hear or understand. And so we come and we ask ourselves, where are we headed? And we might not know fully the answer, but we trust that, like like Jesus, on that first Palm Sunday that we are headed to be with God, whatever that might look like, that in this moment, in the next moment, in the next moment, we are with God as God is around us, and that someday we will all be united in this glory and this beauty, whatever that might look like, in faith. Today, as we celebrate communion, we know when we come here, when we're headed to this table, that we begin by confession. Confessing our, our brokenness, those things that keep us from God, confessing them to God, making space for the Spirit to be within us, for God to dwell and to assure us that God is with us wherever we are headed. And today for our prayer of confession, we are going to read together the Palm Sunday story again. As we read through this story, I will read and then invite you to participate in the bold portions, acknowledging where we so often and so easily can change the narrative. So let us read this together. This story trusting that no matter what we do or what we don't do, the story always ends with love. Let us pray. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there, and with her, her colt, untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. God, forgive us for the times when we do not trust your word and do not follow where you lead. We long to be the ones who can go into the village ahead of you, you for when we play it safe. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. Say say to daughter Zion, see, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. God, forgive us for forgetting that you are always coming toward us. You are drawing near, like a donkey on a donkey. Help us find you in our midst. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Creator God, forgive us for the moments when we choose greed over generosity. When We want to choose our self-image over our loyalty to you. Give us the courage to be unabashed in our faith. Give us the strength to throw our coats on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Son of David, give us the conviction to shout your name from the rooftop. Give us the wisdom to sing Hosanna. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. With hope in our hearts, we pray to you, Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Amen. Family of faith, there will always be days when we withhold our praise. There will be days when we dare not follow. There will be days when we ignore God's call. When we choose comfort over courage and ourselves over others. But even on those days, even on our worst days, we belong to God. Hear and believe the good news of the gospel. Nothing can separate us from God's love. We are loved, forgiven, and sent out to serve. Hosanna. Amen. On the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread from his table, and he gave thanks to God, and he broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take, eat, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then after the supper was over, he took the cup from his table and he gave thanks to God again and then he gave it to his disciples and he said, drink from this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. the disciples didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't fully understand what Jesus meant when he said these words to them. We don't fully understand God's grace, do we? To fully understand God's unconditional love for us, and yet we trust God, and we know that God will show up, and God will help us to see if we just seek and believe. O oh God, pour out your holy Spirit on us gathered here. On these gifts of bread and juice, make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ, so that we might be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by His blood. O oh God, by your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we get to feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. This is Christ's table and is set for us, a family of faith, to come and to receive. In the United Methodist Church, we believe that this is an open table because it is Christ's table. And so all are welcome to come. It is gluten-free. It is alcohol-free so that we can all celebrate together. No barriers between us and God. The welcome team will guide you forward, and I invite you to place your uh, empty communion cups in the rail at the front. Because friends, if we're honest, we are all seeking something. Some of us are longing for a place to belong. Others are seeking to to have permission to be what God created us to be. Some of us are just hungry for connection, hungry for justice, or hungry for a glimpse of the divine. No matter what your soul longs for, there is good news to be found here. Friends, this is Christ's table. We are the guests. He is the host. And there is a seat with your name on it. So come, this table is for you. I invite the communion stewards to come forward. Let us celebrate. Let us pray. Beloved God, we came to this table hungry, and we leave feeling full, full of hope, full of promise, full of what could be. So thank you for nourishing our curiosity alongside our spirit and our conviction for you. May we always seek you the way that you seek after us, day after day, minute after minute. With grateful hearts we pray. Amen. Now I would like to invite Becky Chen and Emmeline to come and share in special music. And um, while they do that online, I want to invite you to share any prayers that you have any joys or concerns um either online with the um the text or with the um prayer at brexelumc.com or the facebook comments let us prepare for prayer with this special music Very beautiful. Thank you both very much. We have several prayers for this morning. Um, Linda asked for prayers for Mike and Jen on the loss of their son. Marla asked for prayers of healing for Mike's grandma Elise, who broke her back and is waiting for surgery to be scheduled. And Kathy and Don asked for prayers for a friend Carol, who is in ICU and Kathy asked for prayers for her aunt Lydia who is battling cancer and for her, her dad who is having surgery tomorrow. Shelley asks for prayers for Melissa who has been diagnosed with MS, for Mike who is waiting for liver surgery and Jessica prayers that the doctor can cure her illness. The Rico family asks for prayers for their dear friend who lost her father suddenly this past week. Please pray for her family to help them navigate this new life without their beloved dad. Taylor asks for prayers for all those alone this season of love and praise. And then Chris asks for prayers for the Purcell family who are, have a child who is struggling with mental health concerns. And then I have a few others. Um, Jen asked for prayers of gratitude for all who sent and shared, uh, prayers of comfort for her family and her on her grandma's passing, prayers for faith, compassion, and steadfastness, and bearing witness in justice and tragedy, and for courage to stand against hate, spiritual and physical harm towards others, and prayers for stillness as we enter Holy Week. Every time Jen shares a prayer concern like that, I always say, oh, I need to remember to get her to preach. She's preaching next month, so just to let you know (laughs) to look forward to that. And then I also ask for prayers for the families of those who were killed in the school shooting down in Nashville as well as um, Jamie asked for prayers for his brother, John, who has been in the hospital since this past Tuesday, Uh, prayers of healing and for answers for him, and then also prayers of the family of Al Han. Um, Al passed away last Sunday, and his family celebrated his wonderful life on Friday. And then also um, I asked for prayers for Deanne as she is in the hospital beginning her battle with cancer. Um, Deanne Kloss is one of, um, she's been a long-time member here, and I know there's many that love her, and the best way to love her right now is to pray, and you can send cards, Um, but um, it's good that in these moments, all we have to do is just trust in God and know that God has all the details and all the answers, and we don't need to worry about that. We just need to worry about praying and loving through cards and and from afar. So with all of that, let us go to our Lord in prayer. Redeeming God, on that first Palm Sunday, you arrived into the city, and you were fragile in your humanness, and you were riding on the back of a donkey's foal. And yet, this wasn't the first time that you came to your people. Throughout history, you have come as creator and purpose-giver, as liberator and prophet's voice. And in the midst of each of our lives, you continue to come. As comforter, friend, challenger, and abundant life provider. Oh God, you come to celebrate with us. The joy and the excitement that is in our lives, knowing that in the midst of all that is joyful and good, there is also pain and sadness and suffering. You are with us through all of it. So may we be attuned to your presence with us this week, and may we be brave, walking headfirst into the world's suffering, just as you always do. Most of all, O God, may you be glorified among us. And we pray these things through the power of your Spirit, saying together the prayer Jesus taught so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who have trespassed against us, lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The last thing we do each Sunday is to remind you that church does not end now as we leave this worship space but the message goes with you, and there are ways to continue the work of the church and do that through your volunteering. And so here are some ways to help and to continue that message throughout the coming weeks. This is Holy Week, and in the bulletins this week, there is a little insert that has all of the information for our services coming up. Uh, Monday, Thursday, we have a service at 7 o'clock, and we will celebrate communion together, and we will also um, be remembering all of the events that Jesus um, partook in or on that Thursday before his death. And then on Friday, we will have a service of darkness at seven o'clock. And then on Easter, we will have uh, a service out on the lawn at 7 in the morning, our sunrise service. And this is a wonderful time to begin and to rise with Christ in the morning. And then at 9 o'clock, we will have our worship in here and online with the brass and the choir and the organ and all of the pomp and circumstance. And then we will have a worship at 1030, and this will be with the worship band, and we'll also celebrate baptisms. And so I encourage you to come to each of these services and know that there is this whole, like Jenny was saying, there's this whole week of events that happen between Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday. And then after Easter, because we know that Easter is only the beginning, we have our hanging basket sale that goes to support the youth mission, uh, summer missions, and you can buy a hanging basket. Um, you can get a voucher, and then um, Dana will email you out uh, the voucher so you can go to Coleman's Greenhouse and pick out your very own um, hanging basket. These are the best hanging baskets, like, I've ever gotten anywhere. No joke. Not, I'm not, like, I'm not lying. I would never do that. Um, But you so you should order one. The, it starts today and it goes for the next few weeks. And then VBS registration is now open. I registered Corey, my daughter, for it. She's cheering in the back. That's really funny um, for VBS because it's so much fun. And, um, but I registered her for it. It took me, I don't know, two minutes. Like it's really quick and it's an absolute blast for everyone. Um, if, you're, if you're not preschool through fifth grade and you still want to come hang out with us, we need lots of volunteers. So just talk to Jenny and, and you can get connected to it as well. And then finally, we will have a town hall meeting On um, next Wednesday, not this Wednesday, but the Wednesday after, the 12th, at 7 o'clock, and this will be an opportunity to come and to learn about the simplified accountable structure. So, this is a new structure that we're discerning for the leadership of our church. And we need the. We have had a small group that have been talking about it and praying about it and thinking about it. And now we want to bring the whole church into the conversation and talk about it and see if this is something that we can do to further the vision and focus on the vision and the mission of BUMC into the future. So we invite you to come to learn, to pray, and to discern with us. And an opportunity to do that is on um, Wednesday the 12th. So, with all of that, and there's more at bumclinks.com. Yay! (laughs) With all of that, let us receive God's benediction and go and do God's good work. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord... (laughs) Oh my gosh. Lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. This is what happens when your pastor gets overwhelmed by looking at all your beautiful faces. She forgets what she's saying a million times. Okay, let's stand and sing together, guys.
2: Right, amen, happy Palm Sunday. Thank you for joining us. Y'all have a wonderful week. Before you leave, please come on up and take a look at Michael's beautiful painting. It's up here on the altar for display. Them. Cool. What were you going to say,
1: Uh I'm going to put
2: these mics away. Yeah. Hey, while we're all here, do we want to run through that one song for next week? Yeah. We'll time. yeah. Build, my build, life. build my life? Build my life? Yeah. yeah. You got to head out? Okay. Not <laughs> okay. That'll work. <laughs>